Yeah, I think with social media in particular is that artists get a little bit of frustration and then they go and buy a bunch of followers. And what happens is when you're investing, you know, a couple of grand into this shout out campaign just to be exposed to like Kylie Jenner's audience or like these big name celebrities, so it can actually backfire more than it can help. So that's like the number one thing is actually knowing the audience before you even invest into influencer marketing. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm gonna share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're gonna show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, so I'm excited to be here today with Isabella Bedoya. Isabella is awesome. She has a lot of experience really within the the major record label and industry umbrella. She worked uh, as an A&R for a label under Sony Music. And then she went on to work for an award-winning influencer marketing agency and had the opportunity to work with multiple Fortune 500 brands. She's been invited to speak at the Musicians Institute, Bold TV, iHeartRadio, NBC, KCAA Radio, Beat the Clock Podcast, lots more. And she has a ton of experience when it comes to really this background of influencer marketing, both you know in terms of like major brands and specifically for musicians. You know, obviously, the landscape has changed so much in terms of social media and how you know influencer marketing works in general. So I thought it'd be awesome just to have her on here and have a discussion about uh, influencer marketing and what are some of the opportunities for musicians right now to, to be able to fully leverage that that world. So Isabella, you're awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time to be here today. Awesome. Thank you, Michael. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So to start out with, you know, I'd, I'd love to hear just a little bit about your story and how you kind of got started. We had mentioned that you know you had this background, you know, working under uh, a label like under Sony Music, but maybe you could share a little bit about your story and kind of how you got started and and made your way here. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So I have a very unique story of how I even got started in the music industry. I knew that I wanted to work in music and I know it's super competitive. So what I did was I actually started by becoming a private chef. So I was cooking for people and that kind of like opened up a back door because I moved to LA through it. I was like a live-in private chef. And then wow. second I got to LA, it was straight to networking in the music industry. So it, it's, it really is true when they say, you know, like this business is all about connections because mm. one thing led to another. And the next thing you know, I'm an A&R for this label based out of West Hollywood and they were under Sony at the time. So it was amazing because now, you know, I have no connections to the music industry to having this amazing opportunity, which opened up so many doors along the way. And that was kind of like when I first got introduced to social media as as a thing for artists. Like that was that was kind of like the biggest eye opener. That's so cool. Not to mention that you probably became an awesome chef. <laughs> it's just like a lifelong, <laughs> lifelong skill there. Awesome. So you know, what do you say? I know that you've worked with you know a lot of artists now, and you've had both like an inside look at kind of how the industry works, and, and also you've been able to work hands-on with with artists. What do you say are some of the biggest like challenges or mistakes, like common mistakes nowadays that you see artists making when it comes to social media and influencer marketing? Yeah, I think with social media in particular, is that artists get a little bit of frustration, and then they go and buy a bunch of followers. And and when it comes down to like influencers marketing side of things, one of the most common things that people are doing right now are shout out campaigns. 
And what happens is when you're investing, you know, a couple of grand into this shout out campaign just to be exposed to like Kylie Jenner's audience or like these big name celebrities, the biggest mistake that artists make there is that they're actually not being exposed to the right audience that of people that might actually be interested in them. Mm. So it can actually backfire more than it can help. So that's like the number one thing is actually knowing the audience before you even invest into influencer marketing. Mm, that's super interesting. Yeah. So so one of the mistakes is, and that totally makes sense too, because I think there is sort of a in the day and age of social media where like numbers, you know, kind of reflect a lot of it kind of reflects our self-worth. They're like how we like our status, how we think of ourselves. So it's very tempting to go just purchase a bunch of fake followers or likes or something. And so it sounds like what you're saying is that that's, you know, even though it's tempting at the beginning, that might not necessarily be like the the best long-term growth strategy if those are the wrong people. And even like trying to purchase legitimate shout out campaigns from major celebrities, you know, can kind of backfire because maybe you're getting exposure, but they're not really the kind of people that are looking to follow you and to be interested in your music. It's also when it comes down to like the, like them buying the influencer shout outs, the algorithm, like it can actually affect them with how the algorithm actually performs on social media as well. Cause it's like, if you get this mass influx of people following you and they're not interested in what you're doing, they were interested mm. on the giveaway it's going to then signal to the algorithm that maybe your content is in quality content and then you'll start getting like a reduced reach. So it's like, it's very important in various different levels. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it's actually a part of like, you know, the algorithm is going to be looking at the fact that those people weren't the right fit. They're not really interested and they might actually make a, they might think, oh, like just you aren't like the content's not that good when it's just the wrong people. Maybe you can speak a little bit more to that initial challenge. So, cause this is such like a common or like one of the biggest challenges I think that, that questions that comes up for musicians is like, how do I build a fan base? How do I get started from scratch? Like, I don't have a big audience. Like I don't like, I just, my friends and family, like how do I find new people? So how, how do they you know, use uh, those tools and use social media and potentially social, like influencer marketing to actually find the right people? Like how, how do they even get the ball rolling on, on that? Yeah, that's an incredible question. So first you want to have an idea of who your audience is. And then you want to kind of build a list, you know, 20 people or so of people that might have access to your ideal fans. So they don't necessarily have to be other artists. They can be dancers, like they can be in completely different fields. They could be like fitness coaches or whatever the case is, but their audience isn't, is going to be most likely into your music. So the first is always going to be a little bit of research. Influencer marketing does require budget because you got to pay the influencers, but on TikTok, if you look for and if you actually spend some time making the connections and make, building the relationships, a lot of the TikTokers will post your stuff just to help out. So if you're building the, if you you have like limited budget, focus not on the big TikTokers, but like, you know, look for the ones that are just starting out. They're getting some decent following and build a relationship there so they can help you out. And then what you're going to do is they're either going to do like what's very popular on TikTok. It's like dance challenges, right? So if you find any dancers, it used to be really, really affordable, but now because they have management and they're blowing up and everything. When I started influencer marketing, you could do like an awesome campaign for like five to $7,000. And then by the time I was like making my way out of working for that agency, it was, you know, they're like the minimum quote had gone up to like $20,000. So yeah, you got to be like really aware of all the factors that they're going to take in consideration when they're charging you for it. And, and yeah, and then you get them to create a challenge. You can either bring the influencers together or you can create the concept yourself and have them execute the creative concept and make sure that they tag you so that they know where to find you. 
So it's like, it's a multi-step process, but if you know where your audience lives, it's going to be so much better and easier. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast, or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our music mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're gonna have our Music Mentor Spotlight series. And that's where we're gonna bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now and one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're gonna have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you wanna take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast for the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. Awesome. So, so it sounds like, you know, this is the kind of thing where, you know, if you have a serious budget that can help quite a bit when it like, comes to getting like the right influencers, we want to make sure that you do have the right approach. You find ultimately you make sure that it's the right people, right? The right people that are following that TikToker and they have the right strategy around it. So maybe we could talk a little bit about that initial kind of research strategy. Cause I, you know, I know that for a lot of artists, one of the biggest challenges starting out is they're like, well, I don't really know who I sound like, or I don't know, like I'm eclectic or like, they're still kind of figuring out themselves and figuring out like what they want their music to be, what they want it to sound like. So how would you recommend that someone, if, if they want to kind of get started down this, this path? And also I think that what you, what you just mentioned to like referring to like identifying like who are these you know these other artists or other people whether they're artists or not that have like these audiences is such a crucial like first step no matter what you know, like strategy you do right it's like finding out where do those people already hang out so it's just really really smart like you know starting with that but how would you recommend they kind of get the ball rolling on that process if they're early on they're kind of not really sure they're like you know who do i sound like or who are like how do i find how do i do the research to figure out who i even should target in the first place yeah. So what every artist should also do is be aware of like the subjectivity of their music, because that is also another angle that you can take, especially when you're like trying to figure out where you fit in in this whole process. So the subjectivity of your music, like there was an artist that she wrote this song to like help people stay strong during the pandemic. And it would like the whole TikTok campaign was like strictly organic. Like there was barely I think there was no budget actually put into it. But because the subjectivity was like, stay strong, 
then the concept of the videos were people telling their like stay strong stories and then the her song was playing in the background so wow. it was easier to bring in people that fit the ideal listener to create these videos and and also the other thing is too like there's a lot of work on your end where you have to actually vet the influencers too because especially with people buying their followers and their likes and stuff like that and you got to be really careful that there's this tool it's called hype auditor i'm pretty sure everyone can get a free trial for it but that was a tool that we used to use because it was one of the most accurate to actually tell you how credible the accounts of the influencers were so that's another major important fact too you don't just care for their their followers you care for the quality of their followers Mm, that's smart. Oh my gosh, that that uh, tool, I'm, I just Googled it right now. It looks awesome. It's called <laughs> hype, hypeauditor.com. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, so so a big part of it is yeah, doing some vetting process, making sure that those influencers, that it's legitimate, that you know they didn't mm-hmm. buy fake followers, listeners, so that they could you know get paid for dance dance challenges. Cool. And so, and then you also mentioned just the power of, you know, even without a budget, like the right campaign with the right people, like what that was relevant, relevant because of what's happening in the world, you can really create some massive leverage. So maybe we can go into that as well, because that probably is something that's going to benefit you, whether you're going like a paid approach or you're trying to kind of start out organically is trying to align with those movements or like kind of what's trending right now. And I know that sometimes like as an artist, we we all want to think that we're unique, you know, snowflakes that we're not like anything else and that, you know, we don't necessarily want to like hop on the hype train or like, you know, kind of sacrifice our integrity as an artist by, you know, kind of following trends. So what, how would you recommend, you know, that artists who might be listening to this right now kind of think about that process of, you know, maximizing the existing momentum and the existing trends without also, you know, losing their authenticity or their, their artistic integrity with it. Yeah. Jumping on trends is such a a common topic. So when it comes down to like an artist, just getting the exposure themselves, there's a, like, if you're on TikTok, for example, you can do like duets. So there's a really good example right now, Russ, you know, Russ, right? Like the artist. So Russ, he just released a song and his method was instead of like paying all these people to promote it, he did an open verse challenge. So all these people are like duetting his song and they're showing up his song, like his, his, his verse goes first. Then like the artist has an opportunity to do their open verse. So now it's getting this like mass attention because he brought in the community to like be a part of the creation. I've seen Charlie Puth do that too. Like he'll do a little jingle and then he'll allow other artists to jump on. So when you're looking for trends, especially as an artist, is not always like doing the dances and like being silly, but like be intentional and actually look for the trending subjects that could actually impact your music as well. Because what will happen is if they repost you, that's like free influencer marketing right there, right? You just hijack their entire audience by showing up on their on their feed. Mm. That's super interesting. Yeah. So the intentionally structuring the campaign so that people can repost and kind of and add their own creative, you know, input or do duets or something like that. That's a really cool idea. And to to uh, dive deeper into that like duet idea, basically on TikTok, it's you know they can record like a harmony or they can report or record like one of their songs, and then the idea is that someone else can take that recording and then put it side by side with themselves doing a harmony or doing some other kind of creative take on it, right? 
Yeah, there was a, I saw this last year, I can't remember who started it, but it was like a song made it's like exclusively on TikTok where one creator started one part of the song and then all of a sudden next thing you know it was like seven duets in of people just like keeping the song going. It was awesome. So yeah, I mean, TikTok is definitely the place for musicians right now. That's so interesting. It's it's almost like the, the modern day chain mail. <laughs> it's like it just gets getting forwarded, but that's how everyone adds. That's a super interesting idea. Yeah, kind of structuring it so there's like that chain where other people can link it and you decide the best one and that kind of like, you know, turns into the next the next chain. It's almost like the blockchain. Hey, yo. Okay, let's be careful. Like I feel I feel the rabbit hole is coming along. Cool. So obviously there's going to be people who are watching this or listening to this who they've already sort of established like a core fan base or they already have kind of profitable business or they have income and they can kind of like invest in this. But I think probably the the majority of people are actually probably going to be a, a stage earlier than that where maybe they don't have a big budget, but they, you know, are like willing to kind of put in some extra time or energy and effort to kind of like figure this out. So let's say, imagine that if someone's looking to sort of like get the most bang for their buck and maybe do a very like a light kind of influencer marketing campaign, but they also just want to make sure that, like we were talking about it, that it kind of, it maps out well, where it has, it has legs where even without a ton of budget, like it just connects with people and they're, you know, that they, they have some of that kind of built-in reposting ability. How, what are some clues or advice that you might give people to kind of craft a, specifically a TikTok campaign, I guess, if they're looking to kind of plug into the trends or plug into the movements of how people are doing those types of campaigns? What you would want to do, I think like the key to all of this is just like becoming an amazing human connector. Because a lot of the times what happens is people will actually go and like spam everyone, like listen to my song, you know, pre-save all this. But if you actually approach an influencer by, first of all, like complimenting them on how amazing their content is, everybody loves to hear like recognition, right? And like hear that they're doing a good job. So just start by like complimenting them, just start by trying to be like friendly and then as the conversation grows, you can then start introducing the fact, you know, that you're an artist and you're also looking for influencers and they kind of fit the description. And that way you're not burning a bridge before you even starts. You're actually, because even if they're not the fit, chances are they're probably have a friend or someone similar that they can recommend you to. So you don't want to, it's all about, you know, the connections and the relationship building. So like I, like I said, you know, like build your list. If you guys have never heard of the Dream 100 concept, highly recommend you do the Dream 100 for the influencers where you just find like the influential people in your, within your genre or your niche that you can reach out to and, and they can help you out because they have their audience already. So make your list start connecting with them, start liking their stuff, start engaging with them. Even if they're not posting you or reposting you, just by interacting on their comments and in their community, you can still get some exposure that way. And then have a clear idea of what it is that you want, right? Because nobody likes to be confused or not have enough information. So know that, for example, if your campaign is going to be for a particular song or a particular project that you're working on, already have some sort of like creative concept established. And like make sure that when you are approaching them for the creative concepts that you also don't limit them because at the end of the day they are creators so they don't want to be limited they just want to have like a little guiding do's and don'ts kind of thing like like you definitely want to have use your link put your spotify link on their bio sometimes they'll charge a little bit more just for that but but at least you have a place where you can actually send them to mm. so spotify link make sure that they tag your tiktok account 
So that means that you should probably be active on TikTok as well. So you get the full effect and don't just go for one person, like try to actually get like at least three to five people. Cause one person it's like, we all know in marketing, you have to have, you know, multiple touch points and stuff like that. So when you only get one person, you only have like that one opportunity, but if you have like three to five people and they're all in the same group of friends or they're all in the same demographic, chances are the followers are going to see you multiple times throughout the videos. So then they're going to be like, who is this person? Who is this song? And based on their influence, they'll also have a lot of people recreating the challenge with your song. So that's the other cool thing too, because you might not know the repercussion that just by getting the exposure, it might actually be a lot stronger. Hmm. Super cool. And when you say the challenge, you mean like when you're doing the campaign, you kind of create like a dance challenge or something where the idea is that they'll like kind of repost it? Yeah, it doesn't always have to be like a dance challenge. I mean, I think we've seen pretty much everything. We've seen anything from like dances to people actually telling their stories. Mm-hmm. Just just be aware of like what it is that you want to do. Like what's the goal with your music mm-hmm. and and just keep that present. Awesome. I mean, I think that's super smart is kind of identifying what kind of challenge can I do around this? Because a challenge implies like activity, right? Like that they're engaging, that they're putting their own input into it. So just getting smart about like creating a, a challenge. Um, you know, shameless plug for we're developing for, for our street team software. We're, we, we have a challenge that, that we do. It's like a seven day challenge. And we're starting to use the software for our own challenges so that we can create a challenge kind of maker for artist to be able to do like a seven day music release challenge or something like that. So I wonder if there's a way we could kind of plug it in so that one of the days of the challenge is that they're, you know, um, sending people to do like a TikTok daily challenge or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's uh that would be amazing. There was the, what we did for the, for the stay strong series. It was, I think one of the perks, if I'm not mistaken, was that they actually get to be together in a Facebook group so they can, mm comment like interact with each other and like get to know each other and i think like some of them actually got like shirts as a gift for participating Mm, so even if you don't have like the money you have other ways too for sure yeah i think that's a great idea i think there's a lot of movement happening right right now around challenges which is kind of like an interesting meta meta movement cool so someone's starting from scratch they have a new song or a new release they're like man how do i get the how do i get the most leverage out of this and they start out by creating their dream 100, right? So they say, figure out who are 100 other people that are either musicians or influencers or people that I think um, are going to have fans who might enjoy my music as well. And let's say that they've kind of done this initial research, done this initial work. They've made a list of 100 people that they're like, okay, great. Like, and maybe they followed them. And I think that's such great advice too, to actually – you know, to make that list and then to use that as a, as a way to, you know, specifically, you know, create some intentional network effects, right? Because there's, we become like the five people that we surround ourselves with, right? And so if you surround yourself with you know, all the people who are like are your ideal role models, right? And you start interacting with them, their communities, and you're seeing what they're doing, then it really just influences you even on a subconscious level, right? So I think that's yeah. super smart. So let's let's talk a little bit about the reach out process or kind of starting to build some of these relationships with um, some of these influencers who maybe are just like at the level like right above them or maybe people you're going to run like the same size. I love how you mentioned 
really like your the, your job is to become like a super connector or, or like a human connector, right? Where you just yeah. try to build relationships and just be a good human being, right? Which <laughs> which is really helpful. So maybe we could, we could talk a little bit about that reach out process, kind of the do's and the don'ts. Like what's like the best kind of reach out message that you can imagine, like reaching out to a new potential influencer, someone to build a relationship in the right way versus like the worst kind of way that's the most common, like you know, kind of like the terrible reach out strategy. Yeah, I'll start with like the, the the bads, right? So the most annoying thing that influencers get is when there's no connection and then you just approach them like, hey, come do me a favor, right? And it's like, hmm. I don't even know you. And not just I don't even know you, like they have all these brands like throwing all these crazy budgets at them. So it's like, you know, that if if they have these opportunities and then you're over here begging to be portrayed, it's just gonna not be, not going to be good. So there's multiple ways, like you can send out emails or through DMs. I particularly though recommend emails just because you can actually be more professional about it. It's actually like the first email is like your fan appreciation letter, essentially. And that way you can get the conversation going and you don't get lost in the DMs because the DMs, it's everything, right? You have your spammers, you have your fans, you have brands like DMs are crazy. So yeah, just I would start by sending an email and in the email, don't have an ask yet. So don't ask them to promote your music. So just, you know, get to know them, get to see if they have a manager, because if they have a manager, then for sure there's no free promotion. Like it's not going to slide. Their job is to make sure that everything gets paid. So, so yeah, they're going to have a, so you want to look for those like people that are kind of like independent content creators as well. And when you're doing the whole reach out process, the emails, it should be like a sequence. So the first one, your fan appreciation. If you do have budget, you can go straight into business. Like we want to hire you for a post. So another thing too, when you are hiring for a post, it can be more than one. Like you can actually do like, let's do three posts and see which one sticks. So that's another thing to keep in mind. But the first one, keep it simple. Second email is now when you're actually going to, if you're doing the free route, this is where now you can say, bring up a recent post that they did about a dance or a song and just say like, I really love how you did this. I was just wondering, I have a song coming out. I was just wondering if you would actually be interested in help, helping me get the word out. And sometimes out of their own like altruistic tendencies, they'll actually be excited. So if you ever want to throw in any incentives, like that would be the email to say like, you know, this is what we can give you, blah, blah, blah. And a lot of the times what I've also encountered, these creators also have their own special pricing for independent artists because they support the arts. So they'll either do it like super cost effective or they'll just give you a freebie. So just keep that in mind, like use everything that you have in your hand to try to maximize the, the connections and the results that you can get. Super cool. Yeah. So, so it sounds like what you recommend is, especially if you're going a free route where it's, you don't like, because I mean, it's one thing if you're reaching out to them to offer to pay them for something that it's not necessarily like, Hey, can you do me a favor? <laughs> but it's more about like focus on providing value or kind of having a you know, relationship. But if you are kind of starting out from, from scratch and you don't have a big budget, then um, really the first reach out should just be about building, like initiating contact and building a relationship and one of the best ways to do that is to just show appreciation, just to and, and try to, and be authentic with it, right? Don't just be like, don't just make up something just because like you're trying to you're trying to you know flatter someone because usually people can kind of see through that. But yeah. you know if you're intentional and you just figure out you can if you can express some genuine um, appreciation. Yeah, like as as humans, we just we soak that up, right? Like we're like appreciation. We we all want to be 
recognized and seen. And it's also like a love hate relationship, right? Cause it's scary to be seen fully, but, but we all, that's one of our deepest desires I think is to be fully seen and appreciated and, and recognized. So if you can offer that to someone else, also, I don't want to like, I mean, there's nothing like negative about this at all, but I think that generally if someone is like an influencer, then there's a reason that they like, like, and part of it is that they have a little bit of like, you know, that desire, that drive to be seen, to be heard and recognized. And so they probably are pretty driven from, by that. And therefore, if you can, you know, if you can give them some genuine appreciation, that can be a a nice way to establish contact without, you know, reaching out and trying to say me, 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 like, can I have something? And then from there, you've kind of opened up the gates to build a a genuine relationship and then maybe afterwards you can reach out and you might specifically reference one of their other posts that they've already done which is smart too because then it you know sort of shows them an exact example of what like they could do for you and it also keeps things consistent because it's like oh yeah i did that in the past you know and it's it's just like it just makes sense for them to like to have momentum there and that's that can be a, a nice way to also you make any sort of offer if there's like a way that you can contribute as well, like on, on that type of email. It makes a lot of sense. And I think it's super smart too, like you've mentioned, just kind of leading, how can I how can I build a genuine relationship? How can I provide value? And that's tends to be the best way to like have any sort of relationship, right? Cool. Do you have any recommendations for like a system management to do these reach outs? Like, do you recommend them they have like a spreadsheet or a tool that they keep track of the people that they've reached out to? And how do you recommend they actually kind of turn that into a system? Um, yeah, there's so many different tools out there now. When I was doing influence marketing, it was everything was tracked on Google Sheets. Um, but there are so many softwares now. So Hype Auditor, you can build your list on Hype Auditor. It is a little bit more expensive just because it's like an agency tool, but the free trial can get you enough. If you have, you know, budget and availability for a tool that's always going to be your best bet but if you can only stick to like you know if you have limited budget google sheets is, is more than enough you just want to make sure you're tracking their handle for like your own efficient purposes you track their handle you track their followers and you track their their actual url and their contact information and that's pretty much the things that you should have on your on your spreadsheet the other thing also you want to have is country location if possible if you can figure it out So that way you're not, if you're in the U.S., you know, you're not spending all this time growing a fan base in like Italy or something. So you're in a track country. And then if there's, while you're doing this research, you can then have the last column be something that stood out to you about them. So that when you do go to send out your emails, you now have, oh yeah, that's what I want to like commend them on. Because not only like what you were saying, right? Like it's so important because you're keeping them consistent, but it also proves to them that you're actually watching. And you're not just here for one thing, like you're actually keeping track of what they're doing. So, so yeah, make sure you do that little list. The last one being the column of what stood out to you. And a lot of the tools, like there's another one, I think it's called pop pays that one. Also you can do, they take it one step further because you can also pay them through the system. So, and then there's another one that I'm blanking on their name right now, but they also do user generated content for like a hundred bucks or something like that. So it's, there's a lot of ways and there's a lot of affordable ways to go through with the influencer marketing, but it's just a matter of like, where's your budget and also how resourceful, right? How resourceful can you actually become? Mm. 
So good. Yeah. One, one head nod I want to give to in terms of like tools as well. I think Google Sheets is awesome. I use Google Sheets for a ton of stuff. And there's a tool that we just started using called Notion that is sort of like a beefed up database manager tool that has a lot of like flexibility and open API. It can be a little bit overwhelming when you first like dive into it because there's, it's a really like configurable tool, but we, we've, started using it for a lot of our like partnerships and outreach and, and podcast stuff. And it's awesome. It's really, really cool. So that's just another free tool that, that people can um, check out as well. So maybe we could talk a little bit about you know, one thing that you had mentioned that's important. If you really want to fully maximize one of these influencer marketing campaigns is making sure that, you know, that you have a foundation as well with your own social media marketing so that when you do a, a promotion campaign that those people have something to kind of like go sink their teeth into, right? So maybe we could talk a little bit about that and specifically how they can, like what's kind of like a, if we had, if we did a kind of zoomed out overview of a social media strategy and kind of roll out to fully maximize this influencer marketing, what would you recommend? So I think one of the, the biggest things, if you were to do a whole campaign and actually tie it into like your whole strategy, one of the things that I would do is I would actually consider all of the places, not just influencers, not just TikTokers, but all of the places where your audience could potentially live in. Because one of the things that people forget about is brands and other associations. So when you are thinking about where does your ideal audience live, you want to make sure that you're thinking about everything right because when you are working with brands they don't necessarily have to sponsor you but if you know that your fans for example love bud light you can create a video tag bud light and create and they're gonna love it because now it's like user generated content that they got for free so mm -hmm. they're gonna repost you or they're gonna put you on their story or something like that so that's another sneaky way right of of getting in front of their audience so you really want to think about every every single brand like brand, you want to think about associations, if they're into any kind of movements, any kind of TikTokers they follow, any kind of artists that they also follow similar to your music. And then from there, that's that's where you now start building your strategy, because now that you know where all these places are, you can then say, okay, month one, I'm going to focus on brands. And, you know, that way you're not always like clouding people with all these things. You have strategic approaches to this month, I'm going to focus on this brand. And then I'm going to focus with, let's just use the Bud Light as an example, right? So, but you're going to use Bud Light and then you're going to look for an influencer that's also heavy into Bud Light promotion and has potentially your ideal fans. Because now you become this, again, going back to the theme of super connector, if you're all of a sudden creating content for Bud Light and you're creating content with an influencer that's also doing something for Bud Light, you can now leverage each other against each other and say like, you know, hey, if you ever, you know, the next round when you do want sponsorship from the brands, you can just say like, hey, I'm working with this guy too. And I'm working with this person. And just because you're putting like two players that could actually do work together, you're leveraging them and then on your behalf. So that's another really smart way to, to start tapping into these sources that might feel unreachable. So once you have your theme of the month, you run a campaign with that. It can be for a song. It can be for multiple songs through, through the month. You just decide. But then you want to be consistent with your own content. Because similar with ads, when you have people looking at your stuff, you want also people to see traction, right? It's like a landing page of, of content. So 
that is one of the most important parts of the strategy. Make sure you're showing up with the content. Make sure you're reposting other people participating because that's going to give people social proof to join in. Make sure you're you're doing duets. Like be active on the platform that you're doing the campaign on because you're going to get a mass influx of people and that's the best way to retain them. So, so you have your audience, you have your way to retain. And then what you want to do is all the new people coming in, you can then now send them to your email list, or if they're using the the street team app, right, that you mentioned, (laughs) right, you can send them straight there. So always have like that flow of traffic coming in and converting into your actual audience. Otherwise, it's not maximizing all of your efforts. Mm, 100%. Yeah, that's that's so good, and uh, I I love the the way that you recommended to that that you don't just focus on one node, but like you, you really look at this network and you look at who are a few different influences in there because really there there is that network effect. When I, when I think about networks and I think about building relationships, one uh, visual that comes to mind is you know like a, a brain and our neurons, the way that neurons fire, and it's really interesting. You know, they have like the little tendrils that kind of like connect out, so like one node kind of like cross-references a bunch of different nodes. And it's one thing that comes to mind as you describe that is sort of like, if you're looking to connect with one of those nodes and the node is like a, a fan, then really they might have like five different branches that are connected to different you know influencers that are part of the same network, right? And, there's, and if you're able to kind of approach it from those different angles, there's all these different network connections and they tend to stack on, on each other and create a stronger, you know, tight-knit network. Really interesting. Well, hey, Isabella, it's been a lot of fun. I, I love talking about this kind of stuff. And I, and I can tell that you just have like a, a great a great brain, a great mind for doing this. You've been doing this for, for a while. You have a lot of experience. You're doing it in the right way. So thank you for you know, taking the time to come on here and to share some of that wisdom with everyone that's listening. And for, for anyone here who is interested in learning more about, about you and, and what you offer and kind of diving deeper when it comes to some of the things we talked about today, it would be a good place for them to go to learn more. Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you, Michael, for having me. This was absolutely amazing. So you guys can just go to my Instagram and, you know, I'd definitely love to hear what you guys thought and any good good key takeaways or any questions. My Instagram is just isword, I-Z-Z-W-O-R-D. Awesome. And like always, we'll make sure to throw the links in the description and everything for easy access. But otherwise, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for taking the time. And I'm sure we'll have a chance to to geek out and talk more soon. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then I'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.